WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Key Show is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, the experts in treating men's sexual health with five New England offices or at northeastmenshealth.com. Here we go. That is the new head coach of the New England Patriots, Gerard Mayo, who was on the Greg Hill Show earlier this morning, and he's ready to burn some cash. Welcome into the Rich Keefe Show on a Monday night. It is Keefe and Fitzy. Fitzy, how are you? Hey, Rich. It's nice to hear someone in this town is willing to spend some money to either make their team better or at least distract the fans and make them think they're doing so. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, both of those things tonight because, of course, Winter Weekend 2024 is in the books. Full throttle this, you sons of bitches. It went about as well as you would imagine it were to go. And so there's a winter weekend if you guys want to get in on the full throttle offseason for the Red Sox. I am all yours on that. But uh, it was the first of what hopefully will be many Mayo Mondays on uh, WEEI, of course. First until this August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's not doing it every Monday starting now. But I'm saying this uh, this was the first one. And then... Starting back up either August or September, Gerard May will be back on the, the Greg Hill Show and uh, burn some money. I, I remember Bill Belichick saying that a lot. Uh, we're going to burn some money. But yeah, no, it is. Get together and have a money burning party. <laughs> it's amazing listening to him. Yeah. And you knew anybody was going to be different than Bill. But just oh. like how different from Bill. Nice. And you're like, you're listening. You're like, is this a guest that's on for something? Like, what is this guy? You're like, oh, it's the coach of the Pats. It's the, it's the new New England Patriots coach That's actually exactly answering what questions. didn't compute with me at yeah. first, too. It was just sort of like, wait a second. So this guy isn't just filling in. Like, he is going to be the new head coach for at least two, probably three years if everything were to go worst-case scenario. And might I say, I don't believe it necessarily will, though after listening to him for a while, uh, sand could be sold to someone who rides on a camel. Ice could be sold to an Eskimo with yeah. Gerard Mayo and his kind of enthusiasm, verve, intent, and energy. I will say, even if he's was to be the coach because he's the best choice for the sideline uh, mentor, if, he, if they really think he's an in-game brilliant strategist, great. If for nothing else than to just be a breath of fresh air and a change of tempo and pace from Bill Belichick, I was already in. I was just yeah, even yeah. for this morning. I love the change of pace. So do I, because I never really understood 
like giving nothing to the media and, and, and just being so buttoned up. I don't really know what the advantage was. And again, if, if that's what you are, that's what you do. And when the team's winning, great. Like, so be it. Do whatever you want when the team, like, whatever you want. Yep. As long as it's legal while the team is winning, I'm in favor of it. But when the team isn't, and there are a lot of legitimate questions to be asked, and fans are really curious as to, I don't know, who the starting quarterback might be for the team. That's just mm-hmm. that's just one that pops into my head. Like, I don't see the advantage of just being like, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see when the injury report comes out and, like, <laughs> I don't know. That to you. Hey, was so and so like? Did you guys sign so and so? It's like, well, nothing's official. And then like, you get a report like other guys walking around the building. So like, I, I don't understand why it has to be that way. And I think it is going to be kind of jarring for Patriots fans early on, though, just to be like, wait a minute, did Drod Mayo just listen to a question and then answer it as though a human being would answer that question and maybe tell you something about the team? And it's not like. I think what you got to come to grips with is that it's not going to be this huge competitive advantage or disadvantage one way or the other. Coaches around the league do interviews. They do radio shows. They do TV shows. They answer questions, and life goes on. It's fine. Yeah. Like, like yesterday, a couple of the – rather, over the weekend, divisional weekend, a couple of the competitors, their coaches um, offer you – some offer you an anti-Belichick in like a Dan Campbell – who is emotional oh my and God. proud yeah. and bombastic and effusive. Yeah. And I love every single thing about him. And then there are the Kyle Shanahan's who are a little more reserved, muted, kind of clipped. Still, though, they seem to offer verse and limerick over Belichick, who, unless you ask him about Johnny Hecker, you know, special teams or the Naval Academy, right. didn't really <laughs> seem to have much to offer. Like, you yeah. get him into the wing T offense or you sure. know, what, what it was like. Burt Jones? Talk yeah, about Burt right? Jones spinning the ball want- a little bit? Yeah, you want 10 minutes on Mark Bavaro or Harry Carson? You got it. But <laughs> yes, like, I do. hey, could you please explain to me why you guys uh, decided to punt on fourth and three at the 43? Not uh, going to tell you. 11? Not going to tell oh, you. Well, you know, it's just that's the decision we made. Great. We Not understand that. But whereas Mayo came out today, and again, I think some of it, Rich, I don't think he's being coached up. I really think he is, as they called him, Gerard Belichick in, in the mm-hmm. days of old. I think he really is. I, the players have even come out and said, like, you know, when he's in a room, he's usually the loudest voice. He's easy to listen to because you can't miss him. But also he's very convincing and charismatic. So we've gotten a sampling of all of that. Yep. He also addressed the young Thundercat routine as well. Told us he was going to spend some cash. I there were like to me five or six really good takeaways that whether or not you want to buy into the idea that he's going to be allowed to be the coach and and sort of de facto GM for the team, or at least have his say in personnel. Like, if you're willing to not believe this is some sort of charade, there were some very positive takeaways. Ooh, this. a Gerard charade. Oh, God, I didn't even realize It could be a Gerard charade. Charade. Oh, my God. If, are we, he, if, are we, if we they don't it. burn cash, is it, it is. Sherrod 607, Mayo? Sherrod Mayo, we got that. Sherrod Mayo. It. It's a possibility. We do not want to be staring down the barrel of Sherrod Mayo. <laughs> Because they do, like, you set yourself up for this. I add this to the short list. I think we need one more for the uh, the new Mount Rushmore of uh, promises because Wick Grosbeck famously said fireworks like eight years ago or whatever, and everybody kept waiting for the fireworks. Tom Werner recently talked about full throttle, full throttle. Now, he meant, lever. he meant levers, but right. full throttle, that was one that you could easily, you could, you could hashtag that, you could slap it on a bumper sticker, and you better do something. Burn some cash. Great line. Shows his personality. Kind of laughing about it a little bit. But if they don't burn some cash, like the, 
I'm hopeful that this happens, and I guess I just don't even I don't even know who's going to be burning the cash. Like that's part of my problem is like they don't correct. There's no well, real the Russia family. Craft yeah. craft sports and entertainment will be burning the cash. So that cash can be burned. Okay, they'll give them the permission to burn the cash. Who they decide <laughs> to burn it on at what position? That's the ultimate question. And good point today made by Grecian Foria uh, on the midday program. When you come out and say something like this. Sure, you excite the fan base and give them something to look forward to two months from now to let them know you're going to be doing business a different way, the way business is now getting done. But also, you may also be letting agents and managers know, like, hey, guess what? We'll be willing to pay top price and then some. So come in 10% over ass, cash only. Yeah, but, I mean, they're the Patriots. They're coming off a four-win season. I don't think whether Mayo says a damn thing is going to matter. They're going to have oh, to overpay. You mean the allure of coming to play with Brady and win a title with <laughs> Belichick isn't still here? Yeah, so in 2021, when you had Bill Belichick not saying a GD word to anybody, did they get good deals on Nelson Aguilar and uh, Jalen Mills and uh, John Devon, Smith? God, oh, Devon, the John got, Smith deal. For the, for, oh, they got steals on those forget. guys. Because Bill didn't say a word, so they got all bargain basement prices that year. Oh, no, they didn't. They spent more than anybody in free agency, and one of those guys guys is good so i think they're half all right you're gonna henry's the half all right fine so no, judon's good. I, no i thought kendrick Bourne was good too just that he's all right just that someone decided them. to yeah, help <laughs> scratch him last year for no good reason they don't use him he could be good but no but they spent a, a ton of money that offseason and when you're a bad team like you're forced to do that you still have to hit on your draft picks but right now this is such a massive offseason for the patriots and the number three pick in the draft obviously a high second round pick a high third round pick and all this money to spend, who's spending the money? Who's drafting the players? Who's doing that? Who's doing the other thing? So I think it's great that Gerard Mayo says they're going to go get talented guys and they're going to burn yeah. some cash, but I still don't know who's burning the cash, and I don't know you know, what the team is really looking for here and what they're going to do and how much better they're going to be. Can I tell you, I also believe that Gerard Mayo doesn't necessarily know uh, who's going to be burning the cash as well. Because he spoke to the idea that Elliot Wolf and Matt Grow from the building helping him out. Hell, even the Belichicks were in last week. Not obviously Bill, but yeah. Steve and Brian. Yeah. We don't know if they've been offered positions. He did confirm that, which is interesting. So if they're dad, and we can get to him later, because yeah, well, what's all going of a sudden that ripe market for Bill Belichick seemed, <laughs> seemed a little dry. Drying up. Drying up a little bit. Uh, a little dry patch. We, I don't even think he necessarily knows, because will it be? I don't think it's going to be Matt Grow. There could be, as as many have said, uh, from the Bedards and Brias in town, uh, yeah. that there could be a talent or masthead exodus to follow Belichick should he it's accept crazy. the HC position somewhere else. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I almost wouldn't say, oh, no, or what happened, or what are we going to do now? That's later. Yeah, that's I would later. actually almost be, I wouldn't say excited by it, but I'd be Aroused. almost happy to hear to a certain degree. Okay. Um, also, Rich, let's see, uh, from my notes here, Oh. Did you find the fact that they're going to burn? What was the biggest takeaway to you? That they're not going to burn cash. No, they are going to burn cash. Excuse me. They are going to burn. They're going to light it on fire. Yeah, yeah. I wanted yep. to, I, that. That the to me. That to me stood party. out. That was the it, that was the poll quote, but it wasn't was, the only one. Yeah. All right. He also guaranteed that they're going to win more than four games next year. It is a low tip. bar, but it's also. I mean, what are you, Joe Namath now, guaranteeing <laughs> stuff? And knock it off there, Broadway Joe. Big five, and that wasn't just to give. So if they don't, so another one is, is if they don't win five games, it's Sherrod Mayo. Yeah. Okay. Make that it's note. officially it's legit. Yeah. And I okay. got it. I got the audio. So yeah. Right. The tape never lies. <laughs> Correct. Sherrod Mayo. Uh huh. Don't do it. Sherrod. Um, he did confirm also that he's gonna that uh, 
analytics and the numbers, I, I did like this portion very much. He, he confirmed that they're not going to completely ditch the way that they went about business on offense, that they're going to be a game plan attack team, yeah, and that they're always going to do whatever they can do to make another team play with their left hand. Now, if they'll have the coaches, coordinators, and talent to be able to execute that the same way they used to in the heyday of their great defensive players, the Gronks, the Edelmans, the Welkers, the Mosses, and the Bradys, uh, we will see about that. And the hand has not been tipped as to what they're going to do with their number three overall no, pick. Best, like, best available player is what he said. And then for what they need. When and it, he, yeah. yeah. And, and they then they pushed on it. He said QB tackle wide out, which if they draft anything other than those three, it would be the we biggest riot. shock of the year. Right? We riot. Yeah. I mean, I might riot if it's a tackle, but at least you need the tackle. And, like, I guess I would, after, after like, a few screams. I can sell you on the tackle actually being a positive contributor to the would, next five or ten years. I might need 48 hours to regroup and understand that maybe that was the right move, but I'm gonna I'd be a little hot that it wasn't a wideout or a quarterback. But yes. all right, what do you guys think? Uh, Gerard Mayo made his first appearance on the Greg Hill Show this morning, and it was certainly noteworthy. He had the the burn some cash line, which was good. Talked about some of the philosophies of the team, which were good. So we can go through that. There's also over the weekend some uh, Mac Jones reporting uh, mm-hmm. on how maybe some of the teammates feel about Mac Jones. So we'll add that. We got Red Sox winner weekend. We got Bill Belichick up in the air and NFL divisional round. So a ton of stuff to get to tonight here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. You can join us 617-779-7937. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some quick headlines. Celtics on the road tonight in Dallas facing the Mavs. Tip-off from the American Airlines Center at 8.30. Kristaps Przingis is out with right knee inflammation. Drew Holiday and Al Al Horford, excuse me, will return. Bruins also on the ice tonight, hoping to make it five in a row. They're home at the Garden hosting the Winnipeg Jets. Puck drops at 7 p.m. Patriots interviewed Rams tight end coach Nick Cayley today for their offensive coordinator position. Cayley has spent several years in New England in various offensive coaching roles. Tomorrow, they'll sit with Zach Robinson, who's been working as an assistant to the Rams since 2019. And some NFL playoff results. The Detroit Lions, Eminem's Detroit Lions, beat the Bucks 31-23 to in Detroit. That place was crazy. Uh, with the tragic mispunt, the Bills... Missed field goal, sorry. The Bills lost to the Chiefs 24-27. to The 49ers beat the Packers 24-21. to And Lamar Jackson and the Ravens beat the Texans 24-10. to I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key Show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy W-E-E-I. Full tank program up until 10 o'clock tonight. You can join us anytime. 617-779-7937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can watch the program on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. Watch the show on YouTube. There's a million ways to, to get at the program, watch the program, listen to the program. And uh, Fitz, we got some more Patriots news to get at you. Uh, in addition to Gerard Mayo joining the Greg Hill Show this morning where he had some uh, good items in there, including saying they're uh, ready to burn some cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal 
Never ha- heard of him. He had some uh, Mac Jones uh, info. Oh, apparently, yeah? yeah, apparently teammates. Some chewy nugs? Yeah, I think so. Teammates were not happy with Mac Jones' appearance at Gerard Mayo's press conference. We noted it, and mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Mayo kind of hijacking the whole thing by calling Robert Kraft Thunder several times throughout the press conference, we probably would have spent a little bit more time on how awkward it felt and how awkward it looked to have Mac Jones as one of only a handful of players in mm-hmm. attendance. But according to a team source, Bedard had this to say, quote, Everyone's watched him play. They've watched him act like a prima donna. The team is sick of it. Everyone's sick of it. Continues, he was in his workout gear, which is ironic since he cleared his entire locker at the end of the season. Not a single hanger. Completely empty. I mean, come on, man. End quote. What do you think of that? Well, this guy can't catch a break, can he? <laughs> he's got, he's he, had a few chances. He has. Now, i got to say, showing up in the workout clothes, I think at the time... We gauged it a hardo bridge too far, as in like, okay, that's great. You may have just been, you know, getting in a lift, uh, you know, doing some stretching. Yeah. And last year we did see Mac Jones's infamous Planet Fitness granny workout that Incredible. you emulated on the yeah. Rich Keefe show socials as well. Yeah, hardo scale of like an eight point nine. He wasn't wearing lifting gloves or a be- uh, or a belt, but he did. He was wearing. <laughs> Imagine if he went up there with like a squat belt. Still had like, yeah. still had maybe like the TRX ropes yeah. around him. Or you know what would have been great is if like he actually came in pulling a sled. Yep. He's like, listen, I'm actually. On. <laughs> I'm, Am I late? Uh, between reps, how long is this going to be? It's like, Mac, what are you doing here? You're not even going to be on like, the team. Drinking like a prime or something. Just get, get hydrate, bro. So I was looking at, I was trying to think of other theories, perhaps Keith Spiracy's as to what were to happen. And at one point, it seemed like teammates always had Mac Jones's back, maybe even to a fault. They were always in support of him. This year, you could tell it was kind of chipping away. Certain guys were like, eh. Or when asked about Mac, they would quickly pivot to like, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. And you're like, okay. I wonder if... Maybe he doesn't talk to his teammates a ton anymore, but he's still in some kind of contact with them. And he asked the teammates, they're like, hey, are you guys going to Gerard Mayo's press conference? And they're all like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we're all going. Yeah, we're all going. We'll meet you there. And he's oh. like, okay, cool. And then he shows up and he's looking around. He's like, none of those guys are here. This is my favorite Keith, Keith like Spiracy of all time. They I got him. It. I'm was, totally in. It was Wait the a classic, second. Hey, dude, they we'll meet you him there. to come straight yep. out of the gym. Yep unshowered yep. in his workout clothes yep. like we'll meet you yeah, there, what we're all going to do is we're going to show coach yep. that we're a bunch of grinders by coming fresh from the gym yeah dude you should go clothes. you should go dude and then he shows up he's looking around he's like huh what oh, we're gonna meet out back at um we're gonna meet out back at school at three o'clock it's well what's the what's cool. the famous happy madison oh happy, happy, happy gilmore. gilmore yeah yeah, where, yeah. Where he meet, um, meet him on the seventh or whatever it was at nine o'clock at when the nine sprinklers o'clock. Was it the ninth yeah. green at nine or whatever yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah you ninth get, green at nine you yeah. get smoked with the sprinklers i think it was one of those like, they set him up and then he was there and he's like probably a few people saw him and it'd be worse if it was like mac jones was there at the beginning but then he took off like once he was there he's like man Every single beat reporter's here. Every you can't single, leave. I got to stay here now. And because they didn't even have a seat for him, there was nowhere for him to be. He was just nope. kind of awkwardly there. Leaning against a table in the back. Your only play there is I have to play this off. I have I to gotta stay. be here. Like this was the plan and it's all not along. Yes. Cool. Like, no. you know, like Stiz, if you do the media day stuff um, at the Super Bowl or whatever they call it, fan day or whatever, uh, everyone kind of goes in those fancy Super Bowl track suits. 
Yeah. So that's okay because that's what all the players you are have to like, go and you have to be there for an hour. Like that's right. something that's like in your contract. And you have to get and you have to get like if you were to marry somebody twenty seven yeah. from Mexico, would it be me? Yes, it would. This be. is I asked Matt Schaub who his favorite superhero is of all time. You did? You know what his response was? What was it? Don't have one. Ugh. <laughs> now I hate You've Matt Schaub. You've got to be kidding me. I hate him. You know, I would have. He's one of the Matt... hashtag dork uh, villains or rivals, really. Now, yeah. wait, Matt Schaub told you I Matt don't Schaub. have a favorite superhero. And who was Matt Schaub the backup for at the Super Bowl? Uh, well, it was one of the Patriots Super Bowls, so it was either was he, still, was he back with Atlanta? Yeah, was it a Falcons Super Bowl? Was Texans it... never made it. No, they did not. Had to have been the Falcons because didn't he go Falcons to Texans back to the Falcons? Yeah, must have. Yeah, maybe he must have been fifty-one. But I remember that was a good exclusive I had with him, and nothing there. It, yeah, I asked like a ton of people that question because I was doing like a whole thing and I put it on the Dork Podcast, and everybody else had an answer. Like a lot of them were like Superman or Batman, whatever. There's a couple mm-hmm. deep cut or deeper cuts, and he's like, I don't have one. I was like, Matt Schaub, how dare you? Let me see if I even have that. Nick and I supervillain was Jim Gray. Yeah, that's right. Remember that? Like, I don't know oh. sure who my favorite superhero is. But I'll tell you for a fact, my favorite supervillain is Jim Gray, a.k.a. <laughs> the, the goober from outer space. What a dork. Yeah, no, he's not great. He's no, not he's great. not. Not uh, at all. He he did not like me or Stanley or our partner at the time, Matty Blake, in the least. I, that's too bad. That's yeah, too bad. it is too bad. Also, I was at Super Bowl 52 Media Day. I had a delightful time talking to Brandon Bolden uh, at the time. Let's see. Uh, Adam, what's the defensive tackle? Adam Butler. Pa- Butler, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoke with him. Uh, oh, there were some good ones. There were some Adrian characters Waddle. on the team. Yeah. You know who was an absolute dink? Who? Johnson Batamosi. Was he really? That what was right an, before you know he went cost go, in the game. Yeah. It's close enough to safe harbor, right? What an ass yeah. clown. Well, oh, man. You yeah, hate to hear he that. Was such a dink. So, and, so basically, don't meet your heroes. No, exactly. And you know what? what? I hate to say it. This, this sounds like heresy. This sounds sacrilege saying this right now. When he whiffed one of the two big whiffs on a tackle in the Super Bowl that screwed the Patriots, it was one by him mm-hmm. and one by Jordan Richards, but that's all Jordan Richards did. True. I was almost sort of like, God, it serves you right. Blew yeah. me off at the Super Bowl, you dink. Of all people to blow you uh, off. Of all people. Uh, Alan Branch was really funny. Did you ever interview Alan Branch? Uh, did not, but I got to tell you. Actually, like really Uncle funny. Phil from, um, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, great. from uh, Fresh Prince. But anyway, he looked yeah, like a good time. And just to circle back, it was. Shab was the backup in Atlanta that year, and he was he was no fun. No fun to talk to. All right, let's go to the phones here. 617-779-7937. Get some more reports. Team has completely turned on Mac Jones, if you are to believe that. And also Gerard Mayo saying they are going to be aggressive. They are going to uh, burn some cash is the quote. This offseason to acquire some talent. Let's go to Dan in Rhode Island, who will lead things off. What's going on, Dan? Happy Monday, fellas. Happy How are you? Good. How are you doing, Fitz? Uh, I hope someone did a wellness check on Kraft today after hearing those comments, if he heard. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the team that has been uh, last in the NFL in total yeah. cash spending yeah. the past decade, Dan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could just see him slumping in his chair. Just Oh, God. Uh, look. I don't mean mean to be doom and gloom, but the the whole wide receiver, tackle, quarterback thing, let's just look at past history and where the AFC is right now, or just football in general. You got between Allen, Mahomes, Jackson, probably Stroud. Who am I leaving out? Is an ace right now. Joe Burrow. Burrow, yeah. Yeah. There's five guys. They're all going to get a crack at the the Lombardi at some point. Mm -hmm. The team will do enough for them. 
if you even want a seat at the table, you're going to have to get a rock star. And this is probably the best chance they're going to have to get a rock star. And they they may whiff, but, you know, I just say you look at this past weekend, seven out of the eight quarterbacks were all first-round quarterbacks. Now, granted, they're not in the top five or whatever, but doesn't that say something? You know, I'd be if you're looking at a decade, a decade and a half or more, that's where these guys are going to be in their prime. You're going to have someone. I just don't understand. You know what I mean? Trying to wait for the second, third round and finding a jewel is that's a tough, tough road to to sled. I I just think you have to take your whack at one of the three guys and hope for the best. That's so it. I understand, Dan. I bet you're in the uh, majority. I would I would guess on what they want. And here's just my issue, and one of the reasons why. I was screaming for losses against Pittsburgh and screaming for losses against Denver. As high as you are picking in the draft right now and, and still are picking in the draft, that's what you'll be. It'll be the third quarterback. It'll be the, it'll be the quarterbacks that the other two teams didn't want, and it's one of the reasons why I'm so pro Marvin Harrison. Like I think Marvin Harrison is much better than all the other receivers, and it's a good receiver class. Like you could take the kid, you could take uh, LSU, Washington, whatever. There's good receivers there but i i really like harrison that much more because that's what it's going to be caleb williams is going to be gone and then Mm -hmm. washington's going to have their choice between drake may and Jaden daniels and then Mm -hmm. you get what's left so it's a little bit different than other years like cincinnati of course was going to draft joe burrow like that was a that was a no-brainer that was that was their guy but i don't know how you feel about it fitz but that's where like i understand the need for quarterback it's still more important than wideout but wideouts creeping up it feels like every year and how important that is if you don't put the pressure on Jaden Daniels to come in day one, because I think what happened with C.J. Stroud is more anomalous to the norm of what happens when you put that much pressure on a rookie quarterback to succeed without surrounding him with a talented infrastructure. Like, the Houston Texans have a really, really good offensive line. They've invested in as much, and look at what a difference it made. It gave him the time to be able to develop and blossom over the season, and the kid had talent. Look at I mean, he should have beat Georgia last year on New Year's Eve as well, but... If you want to go quarterback, if you're blown away by his pro day, uh, by what he does at the combine, great. If you want to take a wide receiver, Daniel Jeremiah, the guy they call at Move the Sticks for NFL Network, whose mock draft is usually looked at as one of the guideposts or templates as to what you should see for mock drafts. He's got the first three picks going, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels to the Patriots. And then the next three are Marvin Harrison Jr., Rome Dunze, and Malik Neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like QB, 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 uh, right. elite wide receiver, elite wide receiver, elite wide receiver, and all of them Makes seem sense. like yeah. absolute can't miss hit prospects. You know, if you want to go with the highest floor and potentially highest ceiling guy, it may just be Marvin Harrison Jr. Unless, yeah. unless Justin Fields somehow convinces Chicago, like, don't trade me, I'm your guy. In which case. They either put that pick up for bid or say, you know, blanket. We'll just go with MHJ at the top. The quarterback uh, discussion, I, it, it is there, there's no just easy answer as far as like uh-huh. when you're looking at the teams that are are successful right now because you know the caller referenced last weekend, but he specifically was talking about the AFC because the AFC had Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson. So you have all first round picks. You have two MVPs. Another guy that's always been knocking on the door of the MVP, and then the guy who's likely to be Rookie of the Year. But then in the NFC, you had two guys that, yes, were number one overall picks, but they're also on a different team, right? Jared Goff famously is on a different team. Baker Mayfield's playing for his fourth team. As much as I like Mayfield, he's bounced around the league already. 
And then you had uh, Jordan Love, who, mm-hmm. interesting case study, not a lot of teams can have that kind of patience and sit for three sat years. for three years, uh, just like Aaron Rodgers did. Just though. like Aaron Rodgers, which is insane. Mahomes sat for uh. Yep. I mean, in a, And in then a Brock Purdy, world. which is the last pick of the draft. So that's the other extreme where you're like, all right, you have, you know, 10 all pros on the squad or whatever, and then you just put a competent quarterback in there and see what he can do. Yeah, who didn't exactly No, he's not his great. great. His great he didn't have his greatest game and he was almost a detriment to that team until he made a couple of big plays down the stretch. You tell me between Purdy at his price or what Love is ultimately going to cost, I would still take Jordan Love even with his Farvian brain fart at the end of that game. Yeah. 11 times out of 10. Now we'll we'll get to that with the uh what happened, but yeah, Jordan Love, I mean they're building something clearly there with the with the Green Bay Packers, big but fan. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, one other thing I did want to mention here, just to throw it all here on the on the table: Red Sox winter weekend started on Friday, so we were getting some of the reports while we were doing the show on Friday night, and it went about as well as you can imagine. Boo birds left, right, and center. No John Henry because he felt the heat last year and was like, "I'm not doing this again." But- Sorry, I had something to attend to. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you like Jonathan Kraft. You were busy with something else. Like yes, I was at my paper company. <laughs> you don't have a paper company. Hey, you might actually. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't want to speak yes, out of it's turn. Where we print our own money and don't spend. It <laughs> don't spend. Day. Don't spend a lick of it. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's Pizzuti. What a disaster! It's a disaster. It's full throttle. It full is. Throttle. It's a full throttle disaster at this point. Yeah, and you couldn't have had news that right now the team is on target. They're on pace to spend less on the team than they did last year. And I don't care how good Marcelo Mayer may turn out to be. I don't care how ahead of schedule Ryan Teal is. None of these things matter to me. I don't care how good uh, Lucas Giolito may turn out to be. Maybe you get a career year out of him. You still need a lot, a lot to keep pace with all of the other teams that are legit full throttle in the American League East. If you're going to tell us you're not going to spend as much money, but you're going to raise ticket prices, here's two things you won't be seeing at Fenway this year, Rich. A, a playoff game, and B, my ass. (laughs) Nick Stevens and Fitzy. (laughs) Wait a minute, what? (laughs) So, yeah, they don't have uh, any, like, marquee, got to tune in, got to watch this player, which is brutal for Boston. And coming off the last play, or back-to-back last place finishes, Mm -hmm. And missing out on Yamamoto, but then not spending any real money at all, and just just actually getting rid of money. Like they're they're the team, they're the Padres everybody makes fun of, or they're the like the Marlins for years that would like spend big and then like get rid of all the money and be like, oh, we suck again. They traded away Verdugo basically for prospects. They're paying half of Chris Sale's contract so he can go play in Atlanta. And yep. Turner, Duvall, those guys who were good for you a year ago, they're gone. They're relying on all these double-A players that won't even probably play at the major league level this year, and yet they still want fans to go out there and uh, support this team. And so Sam Kennedy was a part of Winter Weekend. He was on the station on Saturday with Ken and Curtis, and Mm -hmm. uh, he was asked about, once again, sort of like what Craig Breslow was asked last week about the, the team's commitment to this whole thing. What began as a passion has sort of fallen into a chore. Like I, we don't hear from John as much. We don't see you guys out there as much. It feels like it's, it's not quite the same. Maybe it's just you know I'm wrong on a lot of things like Wiggy, but it's just my perception of it. Is that well? In, I think inaccurate? your perception yeah. is inaccurate. I point out to you, Chris. I think um, your your point is that these issues come up around lack of focus, or it may not be as important. 
in it's almost a zero-sum way. And what I mean by that is when you finish last two years in a row, of course those are going to be the questions. When we have two sucky seasons like we've had, these are natural questions. We have to take them. But I can tell you, as a kid who grew up less than a mile from Fenway Park, if you think for one second that we aren't passionate, committed, dedicated to the Boston Red Sox, you're wrong, you're a liar, and I'll correct you on it because it's total BS and we are committed. We're frustrated. We take it personally. It angers us when we don't win. Stiz, you have to dump that? You, can you say sucky? Yeah, that got, Man. That got intense. There wow. Man, Easy. that was intense. Anytime you bring up how Damn, close you grew up to the ballpark, you know it's serious. Oh, yeah. I'm a bigger fan than you because I can see the stadium from my house. Like, okay, great. So apparently they're telling us that they care just as much now as they've ever have. No chance that's true. So I guess, you know, hand in the air. Uh, I'll be called a liar. I'll be called a uh, BS, whatever he's. Whatever he said in there. Right. But they're feeling the heat. They they know things are going south. They're probably also staring down the barrel of another last place finish. And this is supposed to be like this fan experience of like, hey, look, current players, former players, isn't this great? And it's like, no, the fans are pissed off. They're upset about it. And they want answers. And right now the Red Sox, the best that I guess we've gotten is no, 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 we care. If you don't think we care, you're a moron. And uh, do you see we have three of the top prospects in baseball? That's really all they have to fall back on right now. We have four of the top, we have four of the top 100 oh. prospects according to Baseball America. Yippee Skippy. Great. How many frontline starters do you have? None. Huh? None. No. How, none. Is anyone in your bullpen under the, is, are any, your closer, your setup guy under the age of 35? Wait till, no. wait till they trade Kenley Jansen, who was an all-star for him last year. That's mm-hmm. happening. They're, they're trading Kenley Jansen, and they're going to spin it with, well, we got other guys that can step up and, like, nope, it's going to be another salary dump. Yep. They're, they're just uh-huh. trimming salary, but they care so much about it. And don't, oh, how, oh, don't you man, dare question them. Don't you dare question them. Ugh, Although, it's so, it's so frustrating. It's, he's an easy guy to pick on, but it's not like Sam Kennedy's decision is not let's sign Yamamoto or not. Like, that's not his job, right? That's. Uh, John Henry's the owner. John Henry, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's his uh, money to spend, and then it's supposed to be Craig Breslow wheeling and dealing and making these moves. But you know, but Sam what and Tom are going to answer. Does he have the who, same way that we've wondered, like who Sam? What, yeah, no. I what kind of authority does Craig Breslow have? Oh, oh, I I bet he has. I bet he's been given a number of to, what he could spend to. That number will never be made public, but that's my guess. It's like here, here's what you can do. Whatever you want. But do it within this. And you're like, really? This? That's why nobody else wanted the job, is my guess. Ugh. Like, you're the Red Sox. Why are you, and you're you're digging this hole for yourself? Because it's one thing if you're like, oh, we just, we, we want these prospects. And we don't want to uh, give up on these prospects and try to win a one-off. We want to be good for, like, 10 years. Okay. Well, how about in the meantime, whilst waiting for these prospects, you add a few players that people might want to see. It might help you win games. Yeah, I feel uh, like that's it, a decent strategy. Well, the, but the thing is, if they're just becoming a bottom line business, Rich, they don't care. They're not going to care whether the people that buy the tickets, buy the beers, buy the souvenirs, yeah. take the photos and geotag Fenway Park and use hashtag dirty water come from <laughs> Chicago, whether they come from Paris or whether they come from Bill Ricca. They don't. No, it's unreal. Why would they? They've built a tourist. They've built a theme park. They have not built 
a competitive American League East baseball. Game. No, so sorry. Prepare for a lot of uh, visitor fans once again. I mean, last year the Dodgers were insane. They had a parade down the street. You had the Mets fans. It was like a game at Old Shea Stadium. It was it was nuts. So they'll keep selling out Fenway or, or close enough to selling out Fenway. But when you look in there, it's going to be all kinds of uh, you know Yankee hats, Blue Jay hats, stuff like that. Uh, so to add that to the mix. A lot on uh, Gerard Mayo, his appearance on the morning show today, uh, reports out of uh, the Patriots, uh, how they feel about Mac Jones and the fallout of winter weekend. All on the table for you, 617-779-7937. We'll also try to win some money with our quick bet du jour and take a look at how we did bet in the divisional round. All on the way next here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. You can join us throughout the evening at 617-779-7937. Text in the show, 37937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show. And if you miss any of the program, check out the podcast on the Odyssey app. You can uh, subscribe there. You get the podcast right to your phone. Listen to it whenever you want, broken down by hour. It's, it's uh, very convenient. Uh, let's do a quick bet du jour. What is that? Mm. Great question. It's the bet of the day. In fact, before we do that, we've been betting all of the playoff games thus far. And I'll tell you what, Fitzy, you're on a bit of a heater here. Oh, four and two in the wild card round. Mm. And then you and I both went three and one in the divisional round. So not too bad. Stiz was two and two. Hart was one and three Oof. in the divisional round. We all had Baltimore. That was the only pick that all four of us were in lockstep on. Only one with unanimity, and yep. that was the biggest no-brainer by of all four. And that one got it. Uh, everybody but me was on Green Bay, because uh, that was like a nine-and-a-half-point spread, right? That was just too, it, was it was just a big too spread. many points, the way yeah. that San Francisco had been playing and the way Green yeah. Bay was trending. Uh, we Everybody was on Tampa Bay, except for Fitzy, who had Detroit, got that one. That was a, that one. I think it went off at like a six point spread, and they got they won by eight. So that was a good, that was a competitive game. And then uh, Hart was the only one with Buffalo. Everybody else had Kansas City, which that to me felt more like a no brainer. That was my Friday. That was my best bet of the weekend. Oh, so I had San Francisco. That was my L of the weekend. I thought yes. San Francisco was going to cover. Yeah, San that. Francisco was your one loss, and then Tampa Bay uh, was my one loss. But I, uh, should, I, you know. I don't know why. What you know? I really thought it was nine and a half. I really thought it was going to be. Ten points, and again, I know we'll get to this yep. in just a little bit. Yeah, did the wrong team win? Because I think the wrong team won. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Also, yeah. not to make it all about me. I mean, I know it's the Rich Keefe show, but back to back weeks where I've had a nice three, uh, 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 same game parlay with three mm-hmm. things in action, mm-hmm. hit on two like early, and then yeah. lose the third one, and then you just you're so mad, you're so mad at yourself for not just. Doing a two teamer, and uh, I'll do What's that again the this joy weekend. In a two team, a two team. That's true. That's not even barely even a parlay. You're hardly even getting. Get, there's no good. juice. There's no juice. There's no juice. Then let's just start doing at least three. I had a. I got to tell you. Yeah. I had a nice five legger where I adjusted uh, the lines a little bit, and I just needed San Francisco to win by more than four and a half. So. Yeah. 
Um, you know, had they made their earlier field goal? I know Anders Carlson missed one as well. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, I cleaned up on a couple three leggers this weekend. So made there a couple we go. bucks. All right, made okay. a couple bucks. Not bad. All right, let's make Come a couple on. bucks here tonight in uh, yeah, NBA games, NHL games, whatever else you can find out there. As long as it is a winner, Fitzy, what do you have? All right, I'm gonna go down to Dallas for the 8:40 p.m. Central tip of. A game that is going to be a, a great watch, of course, second half after tonight's dynamic episode of the Rich Keefe Show on WBI. Fair, fair true, Lindsay. true. Uh, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum, but I'm not going to go with Jason Tatum's point total, as want as I am to usually grab a Luka prop. Uh, with Kristaps Porzingis out, these are usually the games where Jason Tatum's rebounds surge. So I'm going to take yeah. Jason Tatum 10-plus rebounds on the night at a very tasty plus 155. That is tasty. It is, isn't it? That's a little bit of juice there for 10 boards. They didn't get 10 boards falling out of bed. Right. I like that one very much. I'm going to stay in that same game. I like that thing so much. I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving. To fall off his flat earth. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Under 26 and a half points. I think they're saying, oh, against his former team. And, yeah, it's unfortunate Porzingis doesn't get to face his former team. Kyrie versus his former team. Maybe he's going to be out there for, for blood. Uh He's averaging 25 on the season. The number is 26 and a half. No Porzingis, but no, uh, but you do have Derek White and Drew Holiday, who I think are going to make it a tough night for Kyrie. It's not like Luka's not playing, so I expect Luka to still score a lot of points. So I think Kyrie goes under that number, so under 26 and a half. And here comes Stiz with his Grant Williams prop. <laughs> no, you know what? I, at this point, I just need, uh, I, need a, I need a few dubs so I start feeling better about myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm just taking It doesn't this- help. No, it's just going to make it worse. <laughs> oh, you think it will, but it really doesn't. No, it no, I keep trying to do things to make myself feel better about my me. It doesn't work. Yeah, I've been feeling the L's just too much. Just give me the Boston Celtics spread. It's, they're minus two and a half. It's minus 108. I don't usually do the minuses, but I just need a dub. Yeah. All right. Wait, so what is it again? Sorry, real quick. Let me just write it down. Uh, the Celtics with the spread. They're minus uh, yeah. two point two and a half. All right. Very good. Well, it's funny. You mentioned Grant Williams. Uh, Jalen Brown was asked about Grant Williams. He had a great answer. Excited to see Grant tomorrow. Uh, you know, not really, but uh, you know, I love Grant, um, so I'm sure he'll be, you know, ready to have a um, an annoying game. Um, but we just got to come out and uh, just be the best version of ourselves. I love how they clown Grant. They, cr- they clown him. What is up with it. them from from it's the way Deuce did it in the post game, refusing yeah. to dap him up and walk away? It's so good, and like they hate this guy. But I never even thought of that. Like that is how you would describe Grant Williams' game. It's annoying. He has an yeah, annoying, annoying game. game. I, do you think they have not forgiven Grant Williams for barking at Jimmy Butler in Game Two? Of the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, mind you, yeah, the they should have the been able to back didn't really that up. Bother showing up till Game no. Four. No, they didn't. No, Grant. Like I had my issues with Grant Williams. Like he certainly bugged me. I, I, I he, but he also had his moments. You know, he was a little bit of. He was one guy that at least you knew he cared. You know, there were, at least he gave everything he had. Now he's not the most skilled guy in the world or anything like that. But that was a pretty. It's still a good comment. But I'm gonna uh, make them both. No, you're not. <laughs> like no, that's so, no, you're not. He's kind of he's cringy. Like he's he's annoying. He's cringy. He does but the bad Batman and everything. Just yeah. Then he was like, he's Batman. Remember when he's like, the uh, garden won't be safe until <laughs> no. Actually, it'll be safe if you Jason, just take this outfit off. Jason Tatum goes. He roasted him then too. That he was roasted the best him because Abby was like, oh, you mean Batman? And Tatum looks at her. He goes, I'm gonna call him Grant. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> They'd be clowning him. It's like oh, a little brother thing. It is. Uh, no, it is. It's really good. So. 
All right. Oh, so, yeah, Celtics in action tonight as well. This is the busy season. We got, like, we got a little bit of everything going on. Yeah. Little, All right. Little, little sports buffet. One hour down, three hours to go on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. Let's uh, rip around the NFL weekend. NFL divisional round, Saturday and Sunday. We got what happened coming up next.